He shoots. He scores the most inappropriate community service after getting a DUI. We're talking the Mighty Ducks on today's... We're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kidflix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and remember the Titans. Wait, shit, wrong one. Um, so today, <laughs> we're talking about uh, a classic, uh, I guess you could say. I feel like this has come up a few times on the podcast before, but this was my inaugural viewing, uh, and I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, with a lovely person. He's a, a comedian, an improviser. He hosts the podcast and live stream Tuesday Tuesday. It's Joe Tuesday. Hey, Joe. Hi, Ross. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Thank you for being here. Um, I think if, I, if I'm if i remembering correctly, you are, I think, one of the first people that I met uh, like when I started doing improv in Philly and one of the first people that I was like, oh, that's like one of the guys. <laughs> oh, well, that, thanks. I, I've never felt like, I always felt weird when people were like, hi, who are you? I'm like, cause, cause like literally in Philadelphia six months before that, I was doing the same thing to people. Yeah, so exactly. Like I've only been doing it for six months. It's just like, whoa, you got to like host the improv jam. You must be a celebrity. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we're talking about uh, the Mighty Ducks today, and you very enthusiastically chose it. Tell me a little bit about uh, your history, your relationship to the movie. Yeah, so that was like uh, I came out when I was like ooh, young. Like I might have, I might have been. I have the dates up, but uh, I was five when I really got into that one, and like loved it growing up. Loved the idea of playing like that's what convinced me to play a sport because I'm disabled. I'm missing fingers and stuff like that. So like seeing poor kids all play a sport together, it was like, all right, I can do this, too. If, if they can do it, I can do it kind of thing. Um, loved certain characters like there was Goldberg, who's a Philadelphia Flyer fan, a Philadelphia kid. Uh loudmouth annoying person <laughs> just like just like yeah we could both life. relate to that for some yeah, reason exactly. it's weird it's like okay i relate to that kid uh i and just kind of like pushed me into sports when i was younger or which was nice um yeah what I, were the sports that you did i tried hockey <laughs> which didn't work because uh pucks hurt when they hit your shins so i gave up <laughs> on that pretty quick uh and then i eventually switched to i i was pretty big into football um, I was like an all area athlete in high school. Oh. Was, you don't like young Joe had a six pack, man. It was <laughs> weird. Uh, so I was big into football. I played baseball. I wrestled, um, tried bowling for a little while. That was fun. Uh, and then I went to college and decided like food and theater and, and acting and all of that was way more fun. <laughs> and that's yeah. how I, that's how I turned into this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the I, movie itself, I never stopped. I've always watched every like year or so and always am surprised at how poorly it's aged in some ways, but we'll, we'll get to that probably. Oh, okay. This is actually an interesting, cause I like, this was my first time seeing it. So like, I, I don't have everything and all the beats memorized. There are definitely weird parts of it that have aged. Like Mainly, like, I love when Disney and, like, kids' movies like this, how they have, like, weirdly intense plot lines. Like, part of the whole crux of the movie, why uh, Emilio Estevez, uh, his character Gordon Bombay, is coaching this hockey team is because he got, in, he got a DUI. 
yeah. like a, <laughs> the most cartoonish DUI I've ever seen. Like he's like drinking a bottle and like like shaking it to make sure he gets all of it and tossing it in the back seat and listening to like rock music. Yeah, it's like honestly, if this guy actually got a DUI, the last thing they would do is put him in the children. But I get it for some reason. <laughs> like I get it. Yeah, and he also, because he has his license revoked, he has, like, a, a driver everywhere. And on the first day, all the kids are like, come on, let us drive around. And also, he drives onto the ice. Onto the ice. Oh. But just, yeah. like, a thing that's, like, commonly known not to do. Even in cold areas, like, they say you never drive on the ice because it's just not worth the risk to drive on the ice. Yeah, yeah but he does a great little mansplain to one of the kids' moms being like, no, 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 I've done this all the time it's fine uh, how do you know i just know that's the like Damn. verbatim uh that's a hawk talking a i'll hawk tell talk. you that it is wait and so do you do you have any love or appreciation for the sequels because i don't know how they stack up in relation no. so the second movie is actually the best of the three movies like by oh. a mile, i think yeah and i i, I picked the first one because i was like you got to kind of see the first one yeah uh, the first and one i appreciate cool. that yeah, <laughs> the first one's cool and like it doesn't age in ways when i say like that specific thing or like the filming itself is kind of a like but at the same time it's like okay the first one has women on the hockey team people of color on the hockey team like all the yeah. really cool uh and then the second one takes that and just like amplifies it by putting them at the olympics so they're what? not they're now the second one is that team most of them some of them don't come back like Pete and Pete's not there and things like that. But uh, but they take this team and they make them the a USA representative for the uh, Junior Olympics in LA. And then they add people from different parts of America to it. And that oh. creates some fun hijinks along the way. Um, and then what, what could possibly happen in the third? Because if we're following the rules of improv, the third one, they go to heaven or the moon. For the third uh, one. They go to a preparatory school all together to take over their hockey team. But Gordon oh. Bob is not their coach anymore. But he's in the movie. He's just saying, okay, sure. this is your new coach, kind of. It's yeah, it the third one's not great. Damn. And then the most confusing thing is that I just figured this out now that there is a Mighty Ducks animated show and it's oh. completely different. It's yeah. like actual duck superheroes instead of a hockey team. Yes. So they are, they do play hockey, but they also, they are ducks in their, the actual Mighty Ducks jerseys you see in like the sequels and the actual NHL team as superheroes who all of their fighting things are like hockey based. Oh, wait, that, that actually makes it. Cause I've seen, okay. I've seen a ducks wearing duck, the Mighty Ducks jerseys. And I thought they were just doing like a cute little, like, uh, like they're the Mighty Ducks. Um, but also, you bring up a very weird, real thing about how the Disney company created a hockey team Completely in Anaheim yep. uh, called the Anaheim Ducks. And then eventually the Anaheim Ducks were like, yeah, we're not going to be associated with uh, Disney yeah. anymore. And they're just still a team. Yep. So they were the Mighty Ducks under Disney, and then they dropped the word Mighty. That's how they did it. It's like, okay. Yeah, that's like just one of Michael Eisner's just big things he had eight million things going on at once one of them was like Fine, let's make a hockey team let's do it hockey team. that's oh this hockey team is actually successful for some reason <laughs> uh i also love yeah so i we, we could just kind of go through this movie as a whole because like 
what is nice and comforting about it, and I can see why you keep coming back to it, is like it it's really a fill in the blanks sports movie. Yeah. And people wouldn't think listening to my voice or knowing me as a person, but like I can get behind a sports movie like uh, Friday Night Lights, I weirdly really like. And like, yeah, that's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, and just people playing together and having a good time. But yeah, like, it's it's just seriously mad libs of just like kids <laughs> learning and getting successful. Uh, like the, what's it called? Like the ragtag group of misfits. The, the underdogs. Yeah, and it starts with like, uh, like a child's assumption of what a lawyer is. Because, uh, uh, Emilio Estevez is like a successful lawyer. He got, he won his 30th trial in a row and it's just like walking around. He's just like talking to his two secretaries about like business and the big promotion. Uh, and then he gets a DUI, J- just like what kids yeah. imagine lawyers are. And he wins that first case by like uh, blackmailing the judge in front of everyone. <laughs> like yes. Said- like he just says, like I have, I have this on you. You should throw this case out. The judge is like, "All right." Yeah, the the judge was like, "Hey, that's a good point." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then uh, we also get introduced around this time. Like, of course, we have to see who the ducks are before they're the ducks, and I don't remember their team names before it. It oh, was they just didn't like have one. they were just District Nine. And they each have oh, no, no, District Five. District yeah, Nine. Yeah. District Nine is a very different movie. We're, we're the Minneapolis prawns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but they're, yeah, they're just like dicking around. Well, we first see them pulling a prank, which honestly, it's a good prank. It's they, <laughs> they found a purse somewhere. They make a dog take a shit in it and they put a single dollar in so that like some guy will steal it. And then yeah. we get like, uh, Beatles eight days a week like montage where they're like running around in fast motion from the guy. It's wonderful. It's a very Disney Disney prank. Uh, like successful, fun Disney prank. Yeah, good, clean fun for the whole family. Um, I also realized um, that the, the guy that wrote Mighty Ducks, uh, Stephen Brill, he also wrote Heavyweights, which I know there's a lot of crossover because Keenan is in the second and third third one. Yeah. Okay. He he quickly becomes the best part of the series, which I don't think is much of a surprise. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I'm, I was really excited to see Marjorie Moreau in it, who is uh, one of the counselors in wet hot American summer, but she also does absolutely not like, she's just kind of like hanging out. They, uh, they, they expand her role a little bit in the next two, but it's mostly like, that's the one thing I'm like, uh, She's kind of just that guy's girlfriend that can play hockey. That's a, that is, I guess, one of the things you're hinting at that it doesn't age amazingly is like, yeah, it's this great diverse team. But then like there are still like these weird, just like binary gender dynamics, even though like, yeah, it is still impressive and also confusing that they have like a co-ed team because I assumed that would not be a thing in a league. Yeah, not usually in hockey because hockey's one of the few sports where like and that, not even close to the level of men and women, but like they actually have a good established women's route. So it doesn't happen as often. Oh. But, um, like it's not, I mean, it's just like WWE, NBA, like it's not treated as fairly at all. And it's bullshit, but compared Wait, to- you're telling me that there's sexism in the sports industry. Can you believe it? There's so much sexism. All right. I'm writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, but like, 
not as I guess I would say it was like not as common as baseball. I played with a few women in baseball teams growing up, but not fo- no one played football, no one played hockey, things like that. No one. Yeah. Well, oh, well. Speaking of which, can you confirm is there crying in baseball? I cried a lot in baseball. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I sucked because of my hand missing yeah. hand, hard to catch. So I sucked for years. Um, and then and like cried a lot about it, but instead of like quitting, I got angry and I, I got good enough to make the team. And I made it through middle school and I played a little bit in high school. And then I devoted myself to football, but I cried a lot. There's definitely crying in baseball. Well, that's good to know. I did watch a league of their own for the first time, like a month or two ago. And like, it's, it's like a, it's a really long dry movie. I thought it was going to be a lot more like, lighthearted and fun it's It's another movie about a disgraced alcoholic that has to coach a ragtag group of people (laughs) it's just added on when you go through all these old sports movies 90 percent of them are about that yeah flight was one step away from that if he had crashed (laughs) the plane he's like okay let's go to uh basketball um Yeah, I it's all yeah. So like I I also didn't really do sports as a kid. Like I did like the pee wee soccer for a little while, and I once the pandemic is over, that's the one thing that I've been thinking about. That like I'm gonna actually try to do sports. Yeah, you should. Once. You should come play. We play basketball on Sunday. Well, we did. We're gonna start playing basketball on Sunday mornings again, and none of us are great. Like good people are good. So like, come play with like play with us. It's fun. It's actually it's funny that you mentioned basketball because like I have this not even an obsession, but it's just like I guess because I've been so isolated from people that like whenever I see a basketball hoop like in a backyard or just like standing around, I'm like, oh, that would be fun. And my boyfriend is like, you do you want to get a basketball hoop? Like we have like a little space in the backyard. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I it's gonna take up too much space and it's not a good idea. But it's like. It's like when you walk by an ice cream place and you're like, I'm not hungry, but I just really want to yeah, do that. Yeah, just want to try that, yeah. Like, I could maybe play horse and that's that's it. That's what we've done the most during pandemic. In the last uh, few weeks that we've been vaccinated, is we've played a couple games of horse. And it's amazing. I mean, basketball is just the most accessible sport. That's what it is because all you need is a ball or you go to a park with other people playing and you just jump in. So that's why that's what it's like. Oh yeah, let's play. And like once you master dribbling while running, you feel like a god, <laughs> right? Even if you're not good at it, like I can do this as I'm walking like this. Cool. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, like do, I, I'm, I'm not a good skater, and so watching this, like, um, because you're you're also a performer, and I don't know if you get in this mindset of like when you watch a movie or TV show that you'd be like, I would love to be in this. And then you see them doing any skill. You're like, well, that's not fair anymore. No, I lost my edge. (laughs) I feel, I feel that with like action movies, like, yeah, man, that would be great. I'd love to do that. And I'm like, wait, I I can barely walk down the step. Walk up the step. (laughs) I'm thinking about like, I can jump this building like Vin Diesel. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I'll see like an emotional scene and I'm like, oh, I, ca- I think I could summon like some real deep thoughts to produce tears. But I'm like, no, no, I can't. <laughs> I'm famously closed off from everybody. That's the whole thing. Oh, movie. So, so where are we in, in, the, <laughs> mighty, in the Mighty Ducks? So they pull the poop prank. Uh, Emilio drives on ice and... All the kids get in the limo and torture them. Yeah. And so, oh... One thing that's important to note is that his he used to be a star hockey player and he he fucked it up. Like it wasn't his fault, but like he got an overtime shot and he like 
missed it. Yeah, he was the, his coach was an asshole and was like over pressure and he missed the game winning shot. Yeah, I knew that that was going to be bad news at the beginning because like I could like so the the coach tells him like, hey, if you don't make this, you're you're messing it up for me and your team. And it's not just your fault. Like, yep, you're going to ruin everybody's day. <laughs> and he did. Um, and so I, I bring that up because while uh, Gordon is doing this community service, his team that he grew up on, the Hawks are like the best team now in the league and like are the Ducks direct rivals and it's this whole you know like kind of demeaning thing and he's like yeah, yeah we're just having fun we're gonna play the best we can and the coach is like ha 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 or, <laughs> uh yeah uh but that's that's like the main crux of the movie and that's just you know they get better uh and spoiler they win yeah I, I know we're missing a lot of stuff like I don't I did not absorb the like love subplot where he like starts dating the one kid's mom yeah but it's the main character's mom and like ah uh, that was no good that was no. that was the worst part of this not even yeah. like partly cringe because the kid keeps being like hey do you want to stay for dinner tonight and i think the kid is also partially trying to like hook up his mom which like hey more power kids too. Don't oh I was gonna say don't do that. That's, that's super okay. Weird. Cool. It's yeah, super yeah, yeah. Cool. Weird. Okay. Joe and I are on the same page again with uh, not setting up your mom on dates. In the diner, he goes. You know, she has a lot of fine women like qualities that guys tend to like. It's like, what is that? You're a child, and that's weird to say as an adult. <laughs> yeah, he's also he's like a preteen. That's the perfect age to be like, like. Do you like my mom? Gross. Nobody. Li- yeah. I don't. Nobody likes my mom, <laughs> or something like that. Like something really biting and cruel for no reason. <laughs> um, <but laughs> I also forget what this was in relation to, but I did write down at some point during the movie. Wow, I give no shits about sports. <laughs> like I like sports movies, but actual sports. No. It's, once it comes to the game, like I like sports, and even when it comes to the game in the sports movie, sometimes I'm like. All right, well, here's seven minutes of filler until the final 10 seconds that matter. And I think that's like, I get why they do it. But at the same time, it's like, we really do only like the like the part where they tie it up at the end and then win it. Like things like that. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, I do event planning for work. And so before the pandemic, an easy thing that everybody liked is like, we would all go to a baseball game. And like a baseball game is fun because there's hot dog and alcohol. But like, yeah. it's not wow, look at them run like a few yards every five minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's the slowest fucking game. You just sit there and stare at people or you talk to each other, which is what makes yeah. it great, I guess. Also, like, I'm trying to remember, I feel like the ducks in this movie, they they break up like three different times. Like they keep getting angry and storming off because at yep. first uh, Gordon is too tough, then they hear something out of context and then they like have a fight in class and it's that, uh that starts with a real mean sex mom joke and then ends with them all laughing together <laughs> like there's no discussion between that there's mom joke fight laughing together hey that's middle school in a nutshell <laughs> yeah well, and then and and the entire team gets detention near the end because uh this is when they're starting to get confident this is uh, part of the very, you know, uh, notable uh, quote of them going like quack, quack, quack together. 
Um, and they have to write on the board during detention. I will not quack at the principal. That'll teach him. As a child, I would have loved that 30 minutes of detention to, to like, oh, this is all I, I did that to you. And you're just making me write this a few times. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I was technically supposed to have detention one time in middle school, but I went to a private middle school. So my mom, I think just called the school and was like, like, I'll talk to him, but like, I'm not driving to the school on a Saturday. Like we live 40 minutes away. That's not happening. And surprise, surprise. I got the detention because I kept talking too much in class. <laughs> that was most, I mean, most of my detentions and things like that, because I didn't, I wouldn't turn it off. Well, no, you can't like yeah. we were, we were both, I'm assuming we're the same cut from the same cloth of just like hammy kids and just kind of, like not even bad necessarily because they would be jokes that were somehow smart and relating to the lesson, but they were just like a little too smart assy. Yeah. I would tow that line. And then every once in a while I would be like, I guess I went over that line a little bit. I was always also the kid that wanted to do and insisted on doing like video projects instead of like writing papers. And maybe 30% of the time it actually worked. And like, my teacher would let me just like make a four minute music video or something instead of like actually talking about the great Gatsby or whatever. Oh, that does sound better. I didn't think to do that stuff. So I just like winged it night before. Kind well, of person. Oh, oh my God. I winged it so much before in middle school. I remember I, we had to do like a sculpture project or whatever. Like when it just those like little things. And then I was supposed to do a sculpture about JFK and it was that classic middle school thing where you tell your mom the night before it's due, like, hey, um, can you take me to like Target or Michael's because I need to get these supplies. And they're like, she's like, no, I'm kind of busy. Can we do it tomorrow? And I'm like, no, that's when it's due. Oh. And like, those are the those are the few times during my childhood that I felt true fear. Just like, oh, no, mom is going to actually kill me. It's the things like that that like I did stuff like that all the time. And now I think about it and it gives me agita. Like, it's like, oh. I can't believe I did that to someone. It's I don't want to leave on a Wednesday night to go to a Michael's ever. And it was it was never late. I never waited super late. Like I would say by the time I got home, so like 4 p.m. or something. But like now that I'm an adult, 4 p.m. is a hellish time of day because you're just like the wheels are just turning still, and like you're just nighttime is so close to happening. Yep. And then here, wait, wait, wait. Nope, you're not calming down yet. I, I do remember one time, <laughs> I don't know why we're just turning this into projects talk, but uh, <laughs> like the coolest time though was like, I worked really hard on this project for like a month and a half. It was like a really long-term assignment of like make a magazine about the French revolution or something. So like my dad and I had to hang out in a Kinko's at like 9.30 PM to like print it in like the glossy print and all this stuff. And uh, that was a highlight. And I, my teacher held on to it. She was like, I'll show this to future students for when they oh. get the project. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you ever go back to see if it's, if she still uses it? No, I think she's retired. So like she either th- threw it out or it's like weirdly in her stuff. Oh yeah. Oh God. I, I, my fiance is a teacher and I never thought that like when she retires, we might just have weird kids stuff. <laughs> 
Well, I, so, but, so she, she probably gets like weird, like artwork and stuff from kids who like clearly have a crush on her, but like, they don't know the words for that yet. (laughs) Oh, like how long do you hold on to that? Cause at a certain point you're like, yeah, these are cute, but like I can have good artwork. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I haven't seen her throw any out, so no. (laughs) Some of the, the, uh, her, uh, kids' parents are listening to this like, wow. (laughs) <laughs> crossing the line <laughs> in this movie uh oh this is a weird part near the end so when they win the game that gets them to the championship mm-hmm. and they're celebrating the locker room they're all pouring what looks like soda on each other not like gatorade or water soda and it really upset me it was just like being that sticky for that long just yeah, I I figure I, that just seems like sports teams do the champagne thing when they win stuff, and I feel like Disney was like, well, we need that, but it can't be champagne. What's fizzy? Coca Cola. But they do have a resident recovering alcoholic on the team. Oh, oh yeah, the coach well, Gordon. Yeah, the coach, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wasn't implying that like. Uh, well, in my head, I was like, he does stop drinking. This is the first time I actually ever thought, like, realized he does actually stop drinking. Yeah, like I know that Fulton Reed is a troubled kid, but I don't think he would go that far. Uh, I love that 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 actor is Fulton. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I just realized he's the guy from Daredevil, like the TV show. Yeah, and Henson. Yeah, and he also plays somebody named Pollux in the Hunger Game, which like. I used to love the Hunger Games. Could not tell you who the fuck Pollux is. That's not a person. He's uh, the one who uh, his tongue's cut out. He can't talk. So he, yeah. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. He actually. Man. He's actually probably in that movie. I'm like, oh, he's the best. Part. He's one of my favorite parts of that specific movie. Which is yeah, I do remember that Mockingjay Part One sucked shit, so I didn't ever see Mockingjay Part Two. That's fine. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Joe Tuzzi approves. Uh, <laughs> Read a book, everybody. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I his his character is also interesting because like there's all this like mythology around it, just like from the other kids. That's like the like they forbid him from playing hockey so that he can focus all of his time on football. Like, what is that logic? But also, he kind of acts as their security guard, almost just kind of circling them constantly and just like throwing shit at the Hawks. Yeah. So that's something that gets like expanded big Ooh. time in the second one is he becomes the enforcer, which is in hockey uh, is the guy like if you are a star player that scores a lot and someone tries to hit you, this enforcer's job is to fight that. Oh, person. so like like, like if, if they the- have the puck, then just like the guys that like slam everybody else into a wall. Yeah, that becomes one of his jobs. And another kid uh, from I forget where he's from, but he joins them in the Olympics team and they become the bash brothers. And their whole thing is that they just get on the ice, put on their do rags and just hit people. <laughs> Wait. And is this, is and this at the same uh, time as uh, Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco, or is this somehow completely separate and independent? I guess. I mean, it's probably, it's probably what? 95, yeah. 96. So probably the same time. It's probably, I'd imagine it's like inspired by that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Cause it's, it kind of reminds me of like, the Sandlot, how it's just like these kids, all they do and talk about is just like this one sport. And like, I mean, I was a theater kid, so I guess I was the same way with theater. But like, 
I, I can't imagine <laughs> that the well runs dry after you talk about the great Bambino for long enough. Oh, okay. Yeah, it does. Good. It's not just me. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it does. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so the team, uh, the Ducks redeem themselves. They win the game. Um, and uh, we see that Gordon's coaching style has evolved and he's not mean like his coach. He's supportive and he emphasizes having fun. Like he keeps saying, have fun at the end. And yeah. that's how the team wins. Even though the Hawks, they do have their killer trant- chant, win, 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 win. Like, that's it. Over and over. Yeah, I mean, there's. it's fun that they – I like that they turn – the quack became the same rhythm as the win. I like that the use of that is like, okay, this is the good guy chant, this is the bad guy chant. Uh, but I also love that, like, before they win, they go, you know what, let's redraw the lines of the housing code so we could take their best player from the bad team and put him on the yes, mighty Adam Ducks. Banks, who so, I guess is, again, like a big part of the subsequent movies. Yeah, he's he's like the one who's going to be in the NHL oh, okay. one day. Like, he's the one who's going to be. Uh, but like such a weird thing to take a kid from his team with two games left and put him on a bad team. Like it's just, and then the no. team immediately turns on it. Cause it also seems that like those two yeah. like grunts or whatever, they had been kind of picking on him for a while. And so the coach is like, destroy him. Hurt him. And then they put him in a freaking stretcher. Yeah. Uh, but something that I learned from IMDb. So throughout the movie, uh, the kids, Uh, The Ducks call Adam Banks a cake eater, which is a very Minnesota-specific phrase. It refers to people who live in the city of Edina, a suburb of of Minneapolis. And it's basically referring to, like, the aristocrats of, like, they can have their cake and eat it, too. I didn't know that was, like, you know what's funny is I never realized that was, would be that specific to that region because of the Mighty Ducks. I just always thought it was from the Mighty Ducks. Like yeah, oh, it might as well be. I I mean, if you're a Minnesota listener, let <laughs> let us know. Are you a cake eater? Use the hashtag cake eater. Uh, <laughs> and then speaking of because I I love going through IMDb for any of these movies that we discuss. And my favorite from IMDb is Emilio Estevez plays a lawyer that redeems himself through community service. Jesse Smollett plays one of the recipients of the community service and would later perform community service himself. <laughs> Oh my God, he's the black player. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh. And we all know and love Jesse Smollett from all of his fun times in the news. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I never that's. Put all of that together until this moment. Yeah, like a lot of these kids are, you know, they're, they're either working actors or like they did a lot in their childhood and they've kind of chilled out a little bit since then. But yeah. Jesse Smollett, not even like one of the main guys, just kind of, he's player, he's like the number one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's just kind of. He's the little brother to um, the better of the Smollett brothers, I think. Oh, I, or, I don't. Uh, I'm not Smollett. Uh, his, he, he plays Terry Hall. And yes. Jesse yeah, yeah. Hall. Jesse Hall, Jesse Hall the, played by Brandon Adams. Yeah. Uh, um, Jesse Smollett's not in the sequels. They dropped just one of the two brothers. Hmm. Like they I, which I guess, I guess you don't need both. Yeah, it's, I guess it's more like, oh, this brother kept playing and this brother didn't. But it was like, okay. Yeah, they were. Just, Empire was already scouting uh, Jesse, so he had to get ready. I've, I had no idea. It did not click that that was him because he's so young. I guess I didn't even recognize 
his face. He he also I think has like four lines or so. like yeah he's not I, really. I only realized it was him after reading IMDb and like looking at the just the cast list and being like oh okay because <laughs> that's how uh, all of these Disney things start. You're just like why are all of these how are all of these people just in this cast right now? Yeah, yeah. and it's it's funny like there's there's some fun people in there. <laughs> Like it cracks me up that uh, what's it, that Danny Tamborelli is in that. I was movie. just about to say that. It's like, and he doesn't come back. Like he's the one I miss. I was like, oh, they sh- I don't think he comes. I for- yeah, I don't think he comes back. You're like, you lose Danny Tamborelli. He's too busy making. I, that he was definitely busy though. Then yeah. with like Pete and Pete, and then he was on all that for a few seasons. Yep. Which is good for him. Uh, Do you? I don't know if you. You probably would have been about the right age for this. Do you remember when all that did like a nationwide talent competition? Yeah, I wanted to do it so bad in my parents. I also wanted to. didn't have any interest in me doing it. I, I remember I tried to come up with a character and it was just me shirtless eating popcorn and it was Popcorn Boy. Like that was the whole thing. It was just like, it just like get the just popcorn in his face. But honestly, that is pretty much on par with the rest of uh, all that characters. It's like noun and then boy or girl. Yeah, exactly. And and I would like think I would like just walk around my house and like pretend that I was on all that while eating popcorn. And like my dad's on the phone or something. I feel like that's a bit you should actually bring back. Popcorn. I. I have said on the podcast and in real life that popcorn is one of my top foods yeah, of all I think, time. I, I think next time you can be on a stage for like a sketch show, popcorn boy needs to make <laughs> And everybody will be like, yeah, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the, uh, just the character stand up of Philly. I'll be right. our city's, uh, Neil hamburger. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, before we wrap up, the one thing I wanted to bring up, and because I, you know, I, I just kind of reached out to you, uh, willy nilly, just because I wanted to have you on, and you informed me that as of this, the release of this episode, um, the Disney Plus Mighty Ducks series just dropped. Like, yeah, I couldn't dropped. figure yeah. out what it is because I have no reference for the other two movies and all the different lore in it. So it's pretty fun. They take um, Gordon Bombay and they put him in an ice rink where he's running the ice rink, I guess. And just this mom and her son walk in to looking to start hockey and that's it. It's just the same thing with younger, with him coaching a new generation of kids. Uh, And it looks like they're going to have some of the stars of the original two, like show up for a cameo at some point. Okay. Okay. But it's just like they—they they definitely just took what's her name from the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, Lauren Graham is—is is the lead. And uh, and put her in it and said, "Let's just do the Mighty Ducks again." But this time, Gordon Bombay is a little older. And so I take it that because he's doing this in the reboot, he didn't make it in the NHL at the end of the first movie. Uh, he had so so he does make it into the AHL. He does make it into the minor. Oh, leagues. okay. Um, but at the beginning of the second movie, they show a guy cheap shot him and take his knee out. So he has to go back. Jesus. And then, and then he ends up playing against the cheap shot artist who's coaching the other team. Um, okay. It's a whole, there's a whole lot. It makes no, there's all, it's a, the second Mighty Ducks is a ride. Yeah. They play street hockey, a bunch of against the kids in, 
in the middle of LA. Like there's, there's a whole. Yeah. I just can't believe that it's an Olympics movie. Cause like, of course it is, but just like after just seeing that it's like, Oh, those kids are good at hockey, I guess for their region of Minneapolis at the end of this first movie. They go, it just. Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh here let, uh do you have any final thoughts or anything that we missed uh about this movie before we rate it no no i think i think it's just uh, uh like you said i really like that it's just the fill in the blank sports movie from my generation every generation has their fill in the blank sports movies so yeah it's like, my fun. roommate was very <laughs> excited this afternoon when i was putting it on she's like oh is this for kid flicks and then she plopped right down to watch <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so now now's the part of the show where we rate everything on a scale of zero to five. You can be as uh, specific as you'd like with your rating. But uh, Joe, what do you what are you thinking of giving uh, the Mighty Ducks today? Overall, now that I've watched it, like Joe, kid Joe would say a five, but Joe Joe is like, all right, that's a solid three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. So, I mean, do you want to average those together to make it a four, or are you, are you sticking? Yeah, no, I'll do a four. I'll do the average. I'll let the nostalgia boost it for yeah, me. Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, I'm in a very similar boat. I like had in my head 3.99 as like <laughs> my score because I thought like, yeah, it's pretty good. But I, I always get nervous when I put, I feel like I give a lot of threes because I'm like, yeah, that was a, a solid movie. Yep. But this is the definition of just a solid movie. Nothing too intense about it. And that's that's fine. Uh, cool. But crunching the numbers, uh, collectively, two of us together, we are giving the Mighty Ducks a score of 3.9995, which puts it in our ranking system right above Hey Arnold and just a hundredth below Tangled. That makes sense to me. It honestly does to me as well. Like I'd rather watch yeah, Mighty Ducks over Hey Arnold, but I kind of could go for Tangled over Mighty Ducks. Well, Tangled's great. Tangled's the most underrated princess Disney movie I think there ever was. Yeah, so, oh, yeah I was I jamming it. out to I Have a Dream uh, the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but Joe, thank you so much uh, for coming on and talking about this with me. Um, could you tell everybody about your podcast, Tuesday Tuesday? Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, Tuesday Tuesdays is just honestly an excuse for me to talk to three other friends every Tuesday almost. So, you know, follow me, I guess, on Twitch at jtuzzy50, and then we're on all the podcast things. Um, but it's just me and three comedians hanging out. Great. I love it. Uh, and as always, you can uh, find Kid Flicks wherever you get podcasts. And if you please rate and review us where you listen, it helps us a lot uh, in the ratings and all that stuff. It helps more people find it. But... That is all for today. We will hear you in a fortnight and go, go gadget and show.